Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac Bruce is right here. Isaac, what's up, man? What's going on, Doc, man? How's everything, man? Uh, life is good here in South Florida. A little rainy, but it's the rainy season and uh, fall is in the air. Happy New Year to you, Doc. Hey, man, Happy New Year to you as well, man. All praises to the Most High. That's what I'm talking about. But Isaac, before we get started, man, I hope you don't mind, brother. I have to say happy birthday, man, to Mr. Jesse Bruce, brother. Your pops, man. Happy birthday to Mr. Bruce Isaac. Happy birthday, Royal Elder. Hey, hey, appreciate it, man. And I'm sure if uh, Dad was here in the flesh, uh, he'd be he'd be grinning. You know, uh, a native of Albany, Georgia, uh, father of 15 children, uh, a roofer in South Florida for 40 plus years, man. Owned his own business. Uh, truly, truly, that uh, that that standard that he set for the family. Uh, his legacy lives on in us. So uh, happy birthday, Dad. Appreciate you. Love you, man. See you. Indeed, man. And I want to, I want to, I'm just going to expound just for a little while because people see people like yourself, man, and see how successful you are, man, and how respectful you are, man, and how God fearing you are and how you were raised with these good morals. But that foundation comes from your pops and your moms, man. And I know you've always praised them and gave them the credit, man. So a day like today, man, hey, Mr. Jesse Bruce, man, his son, Going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, man. Just if he was here, bro, how how, how proud? Oh, that's a stupid question because he'll be extremely proud. But what would he be saying to you, Isaac, to see not only where you are, man, but to see where the rest of you all siblings are and his seed in his branch because he got grandchildren and great grandchildren doing outstanding things as well. Well, I, I tell you what, he he always said that he always mentioned his children as the seed of Jesse, the branch of Jesse. You know what I mean? And it had it had biblical uh, relations to it. But, yes, sir. you know, he'd be extremely excited. We have some that followed in his footsteps. My brother Samuel, he's a roofer. My brother Willie, he's a roofer. Uh, and uh, we have others that just followed his entrepreneurial spirit, like myself, uh, a couple of sisters. And it's a fan. It's a, a phenomenal thing, Doc, just to be a part of this family. It's different. Uh, it's our differences and our similarities, man. And, and, and they show up at different times. So he he is the 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 forefather of us all uh, in this Bruce, what we call the Bruce family, the extension of the Bruce family. He'd be very happy, very pleased with uh, the, the the principles that he placed on the inside of us have now taken fruition. So um, once again, happy birthday to him. Uh, I'm glad he chose South Florida to be 
uh, to have me and to raise me, man, <laughs> hey, it's a special place to be, man. Trust me. Indeed, indeed, man. Happy birthday again, Mr. Bruce. Nothing but love and respect for you. Now, bro, we are feeling good this week because our Rams are 2-0. First week, we beat down Dallas. Last week, we beat down Philly. This week, we beat down Buffalo. Hopefully, now, we are 2-0, but Buffalo is 2-0 as well. But that 2-0 doesn't look like our 2-0. So far, they've beaten the Jets trash. Last week, they beat the Dolphins. More trash, although Miami won last night against Jacksonville, but we know Jacksonville is also trash. Nevertheless, another road game for us. Cross-crunchy game, man. We're taking on Buffalo team, New York. Isaac, 2-0. Rams, 2-0. Hey, man, big game for us, bro. Hey, Doc, it's one of the uh, preview, uh, premier matchups this week, man. You got two 2-0 teams uh, coming off uh, consecutive wins. Uh, uh, the Rams being on the road again. Uh, let, let's be honest. There's some talent in uh, in uh, in Buffalo. Uh, quarterback Josh Allen, he's playing playing really well. Uh, they got a cornerback in White, who's a, a All Pro last season, uh, and they just got a lot of a great defense that's coached by the head coach himself, Coach McDermott, and uh, he's put he's placed his stamp on that defense. These guys fly around. They will hit you, and uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup of of wits between Sean McVay. And Coach McDermott, McDermott. I mean, it's it's a it's a matchup that should uh, hopefully just benefits in our favor. But it's a game that you would want to see if you weren't a fan of either team. So um, I don't want to miss this one, Doc. I think you know once again with the traveling uh, uh, that we have to do this week. Hopefully we leave tonight and uh, get there, spend the whole day Saturday there, uh, be ready to go at kickoff and be and, and be ready to play like we were last week in Philadelphia. Indeed. Now, I don't know if Buffalo is legit, man. I'm still waiting to see if they're legit or not, man. They beat two teams. They are two are two NFL teams, but like I said, man, they're trash. Dog. They beat the Jets, and the Jets are horrible. They beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins a little bit less horrible than the Jets, but still not that very good of a team. But their quarterback is very good, man. Third season, Josh Allen, man. Uh, big boy balling, man. Leading the NFL in completion percentage, completing 70% of his passes. Passing yards, 729 passing yards so far in two games. He has six TDs. He's been sacked four times. But you know what's even more impressive about the youngster, though, Isaac? He hasn't thrown nary a pick, man. So he makes right the right decisions with the football and reads defense as well. But he hasn't seen a defense like our Rams and face somebody at the caliber as Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald yet. But they have to take a look at this young fella, man, because – uh, you leave the NFL in passing yards, man. I don't care if it's just one weekend or two weeks in. Uh, you're a pretty good quarterback, and I heard somebody compare him to Ben Roethlisberger, probably because he's big like Big Ben, but can't put him in that category yet. Maybe they weren't doing that. They were just looking at his size, man, and how physical he is. But uh, we got to take a look at this young fella, man, because Josh Allen is proven through two games now. He's somebody that can hurt you. Well, I tell you what, uh, some of the some of the things about uh, Josh uh, that sticks out, you know, he's one of those dual threat quarterbacks and he's the second dual threat quarterback we faced this year. Um, he may be a little faster than Dak Prescott, who we saw in week one. Um, but but guys like this, Doc, uh, he's still young. You know, he's he, he's trending up, but you can tell that he, uh, he's still being taught the game of football. Um, I don't think he threw the ball as much when he was in college in Wyoming, but um, it, it, the difference is with, with young guys like like Josh, what you want to do from a defensive perspective is force this guy to do what he doesn't like to do. I mean, we, he likes to show that he has a big arm. He can throw it down the field. He can throw it down the middle of the field. But 
it's hard to really get it into the young guy's brain as far as being a quarterback to remember their checkdowns, to remember the swing route. So if we can bait this guy into, uh, you know, kind of like when you play this this uh, very athletic basketball player, you know, like the Greek freak, you don't want to you don't want to give him the drive. You want to give him the jump shot and just kind of force him to shoot him and his team out of the game. So we kind of take the same approach with Josh Allen and and force this guy to uh, kind of show us how strong his arm is, try to just throw it down the field the whole, whole four quarters, and we make plays from that standpoint. And at the same time, when he's doing that, he's taking these seven-step drops, these five-step drops. That gives Aaron Donald, Brockers, and them guys, Floyd, and them guys an opportunity to tee off on him. So hopefully we, we can bait him, and he'll be, you know, Mr. Mr. Jekyll versus Mr. Hyde. Indeed, man. You talked about some of those Rams defensive players, uh, Brockers, of course, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. So you got to see those dudes, but you also got to see he also got to deal with Michael Kaiser, man. A huge salute to Michael Kaiser as well, man. NFC Defensive Player of the Week for how he played in his latest win against the Eagles, man. And he's playing extremely well as well, you know, uh, uh, doing his thing, man. So salute to you. But, you know, that Bills offense, man, they're also third in the NFL in total offense. You know, they're averaging 464 yards a game. Got him passing for 359 yards a game. They're running the rock for 104 yards a game, uh, and they're averaging 29 points a game. So our defense have to be ready to play because when you look at those numbers and you look at our defense, you know, we're giving up 371 yards uh, uh, per game uh, and 243 passing yards. So something has to give, but I know something Josh Allen probably is not going to do. He's not going to do what Car- – he's, he's going to do probably what Carson Wentz did. When you out there – Trying to throw the rock, man. Uh, I think the Eagles only tested Jalen Ramsey twice, and no one completed a pass on Jalen that entire Sunday. So I would think that the Bills will want to go with that same offensive game plan, man. You want to stay away from Jalen, but Aaron Donald is still a dude you have to deal with. So I'm looking at Josh, man. Okay, as well as you're playing, man, you haven't played a defense with the caliber of players that we have, and that's something, and you made a good point because Josh Allen is a young quarterback. You got to get him out of his comfort zone and let him do some things, man. Force him, let him try to be play superhero because their rushing game is 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 you know is is really not that good. So uh, if we can hold that down and continue to hold Josh Allen, man, and, and make him run and make him make some plays, I think we had a very good chance of winning this ball game and going three and zero. Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, most of our listeners. Um, if you are a fan of perimeter play in the NFL, this is the perfect game to be watching. So you have some really, really premier matchup between uh, defensive backs and wide receivers. First of all, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, a new addition, a new weapon for the Buffalo Bills. He's, he started off on fire these first two games. He and Jalen Rose, uh, Jalen Ramsey will be locking horns. So that's going to be great to see. I mean, uh, Diggs, Diggs is a guy who loves to use his speed and quickness off the ball try to get the defensive back turned around. And uh, Jalen is a patient guy. He can he can really use his hands and try to impede the progress of a wide receiver. So that's going to be one of those key matchups. The second matchup uh, between uh, Robert Woods, who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills, yes, and Avius White. So that's going to be one of those matchups that, uh, you know, we may see each defensive back for each team following uh, that premier, that number one wide receiver everywhere, everywhere he goes. So, It'll be a matchup uh, that um, hopefully, you know, we excel in on both sides of the ball and, and maybe we get Jalen to uh, have uh, make make uh, Josh force the ball into some tight spots, uh, get some tips and some interceptions from that standpoint. And uh, just that cohesiveness that we've seen within the first two games 
between Jared Goff and Robert Woods show up once again. And that that's what I like, man. You 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 brought up another great point, man. Our offense and how Jerry Goff has been playing. We talk about Buffalo defense, man. You know, I really can't hell, I can't name anybody on that defense, man. You said Tredavious White. He's a good, great cornerback, man. He has skills, but hell, bro, who else do they have? But looking at the numbers, man, numbers are pretty good, man. So far, that defense, uh, fifth best in the league, man, giving up just 332 yards a game, 256 passing yards, 75 rushing yards. Uh, giving up 22 and a half points per game. But, hell, I don't know anybody on their defense, man. And plus, they play two trash teams. Now, our offense, uh, on the other hand, our Rams, hey, we play some some dogs, man. Dallas is some dogs. The Eagles is some, are some dogs. And Jared Goff and uh, this Rams offense have been playing extremely well. Now, we're fifth in the league in total offense. You see, we're putting up 435 a game, man. 263 yards. Jared is doing his thing. And he's doing his thing. And something Buffalo Bills have noticed that. And we know, man, when we run the rock, we have a great chance of winning the ball game, which we know that. But Jared Goff and Sean McVay have been doing a good job of sticking to the game plan, the offensive game plan. This is what we do. Play action. Movement. Quick release. Quick decision making. Misdirection. We continue to do that, man. Uh, uh, Buffalo... We're coming, man, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to put some breaks on you. But Jared Goff right now, Isaac, he's playing, and we talked about it, man. He's playing like the top-notch quarterback we know he can be like he played a couple of years ago when we went to the Super Bowl. And I don't think these two weeks is any kind of uh, – uh, uh, he's misleading us. I think this is the Jared Goff we're going to see for the rest of the year, man, because they have a system. They have a chemistry. He and Sean McVay and with those receivers like you talked about, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods like you spoke, and Cooper Cup. Hey, this offense, man, uh, I'm expecting some great things out of them Sunday as well. Indeed. I mean, I think uh, I think we're seeing that that the maturation, uh, the the self-promoting of one Jared Goff, I think he's growing up right before our eyes. I mean, he's starting to turn into one of those quarterbacks that can win you a football game. And, uh, you know, you got to have one of those type guys in the league. So just a just a premier matchup this weekend, two, two, two and O teams, two very well coached teams. Um you know, uh, in my opinion, I think that uh, one of the two of the key words that we're going to hear all week long, especially in this game, is going to be special teams. I think that special teams uh, angel and devil raised his head last week down in uh, in Dallas between Atlanta and the Cowboys. So I'm sure every special team coach all over the league right now are crossing their T's and dotting their I's because they don't want to be that coach. And hopefully the players don't want to be that guy. So in a game of this magnitude where you have two really coach well defenses, really coach well offenses, the special teams have to play a part in this game. And I can see, you know, maybe a punt return, a big uh, kickoff return happening uh, in this game. And hopefully it comes from the, the goal and the blue. And you brought up special teams, man. Plain and simple, man. Our special teams got to play, play better. Especially Slowman, man. Slowman, man. I'm, I'm about to change his name to Slowman. Because I don't even trust him when he comes out there sometimes, man. So, Slowman, bro, you got to play better, man. You got to kick that ball better, man. Because when you kick it, honestly, bro, I'm looking at it, it's extremely low, man. So, it can get blocked almost at any time. So, it's like we used to see somebody see him just try it on the field. It's not like it's automatic. Man, we, we nervous, bro. We need them points. We need to be confident. We need to be able to relax when you come on the field, Slowman. So, don't make me start calling you Slowman, man. But you made a great point. Special teams have to play better. We got Cooper Cup returning punch now. He kind of bobbled one. Well, ain't no kind of bobbled one. He fumbled one the last game. We really can't have that, man, because going on the road, even though you don't have fans in the stands, 
going on the road is always tough, man. So you can't give the other team any extra possessions. So special teams are always key. But as you say, man, our special teams has to, has to, and have to. I don't care if it's collective now, whatever. Have to play better, man, because we can't leave Buffalo Sunday with a W, man, if Slowman and our special teams don't play as better, uh, uh, better than what they've been doing. Special teams just have to be what they are. They got to be special. And, you know, when when you come in and when you replace uh, uh, a legend like Greg Zerline, Greg the leg, we saw him uh, with a game winner last weekend in Dallas. So when you come in and replace a guy like that, man, you got to make sure that you know, you're on point. You got to make sure that you're there for your team. Uh, you know, it, it's got to be uh, emotionless for you. You got to make sure that, that you make the kicks that you're supposed to, to make. And uh, yeah, your team's got to be able to trust you. So um, there's a lot of said, a lot being said about special teams in, in our kicking game. And, you know, you, you're never supposed to mention kickers on, on, on shows like this or just they, they, they should never be mentioned unless, you know, they're being carried off the field for hitting a game winner. So hopefully we get to the point where we're not even mentioning our kicking game. Hey, look, bro. And I'm one of those, man. I, I'm, I, I don't feel like you should ever take a kicker off the field, bro. I don't care if he just kicked a 63-yarder, man. Don't lift him up on your shoulders and take him off the field because that's his damn job. You don't tackle. You don't have to run wind sprints. You don't really have to practice. Dog, I mean, kickers to me, be mad at me all you want to, man. They're not even football players, bro. They're on the football team. That's what you have to do, man. I ain't, I'm not picking you up on my shoulders, man. I'm not congratulating you, man. I'm going to look at you and say, man, that's your damn job. Good job uh, for doing your job, bro. I'm not going to pat you on the back. So uh, maybe that's just me, man. Am I wrong, bro? Because I'm not I, – I, look, man, I'm not celebrating no kicker like that, man. That's what you're supposed to do. I, I, I tell you what, man. I played with a football player that, that just so happens to kick. Jeff Wilkins was a football player. And uh, Wilkie, I know you're listening, bro. Um, <laughs> to me, you're a football player, okay? Jeff Wilkins was a football player. And Sean Landetta. Landetta! I got. I mean, I play with Landetta, too. He, You know, he, he's a tough. He's a tough guy. I mean, he, he is, man. You know, but look, I'm just saying, bro, because when you miss the kick, we side-eye on you, man. Even if – and a lot of times we're going to say something to you because that's what you're supposed to do. Now, fans be like, oh, look at that, man. No, bro, when a kicker misses a kick – Oh, the players are mad at him. They pissed off at him. Some of them are gonna say something. Some of them not gonna say anything. But you know what, Sloman? Uh, we're gonna continue to uh, uh, show you some support. But uh, we gotta trust you, man. But people we do trust. Once again, man, that running game for us extremely well these first two weeks. Now we see Malcolm Brown, man, hurt his pinky. I think hurt his pinky figure in this last game. But looks like he's gonna put a splint on it and be able to play through that. Now me being a running back, I understand. He's going to play through it, but it's going to be extremely uncomfortable, man. And people don't understand. You have to be able to feel that rock. When you got gloves on, a lot of times you can't feel that rock. And when you got a splint on, you really can't feel that rock. So you got to put pressure on it and keep that rock tight and secured. And you got, you know, you got to be able to feel them little, them, them little ridges and them bumps on the football, man. But I, I have all the confidence in the world that Malcolm Brown can go out there and, you know, play well like he has been playing, man, because he has been leading this uh, Rams rushing attack so far. Uh, you know, he's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. That's what I like the most, man. Uh, he scored two touchdowns uh, through the course of these first two games. And you just look at his 126 yards through two games. I, whatever, man, because we're winning because we're running the ball. But he's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. So he will play. But 
We also talked about the young fella Darrell Henderson Jr. may having his Henderson Jr. having his breakout game against the Eagles. Twelve carries, eighty-one yards, scored his first uh, touchdown. Also caught one, a pass for forty yards. So uh, that Rams run, rushing attack, Isaac, I think is going to play uh, a major role on Sunday as well. Because hell, we needed to play a major role because that's our formula. Absolutely, man. We talked last show last uh, last week about uh, running games being able to travel. Uh, defense is being able to travel. So uh, uh, without doubt, hopefully this running game gets kick-started. I mean, it plays a huge part. It's really the catalyst of, of, of what we're always trying to do on offense from an offensive standpoint. Uh, run the football, student body left, the 90 sweeps, the 80 sweeps, uh, running in between the tackles, uh, these long handoffs that we like to do. They all play a part in our passing game. So uh, hopefully that, that running game travels this week. And if Brown is uh, injured some kind of way. You know, my, my rule of thought was always this, Doc. If I could run, uh, I'm okay to play. I mean, I, I played with wrist injuries, finger injuries, and things of that nature where I had to put maybe a splint on, really couldn't feel the ball. But at the same time, if I could run, I could be of value to my team as a decoy or just making a critical catch when uh, when that catch was, when it was time to be made. So um, it's, it's difficult. Hopefully he, he can still apply those three points of pressure like every running back is taught since Little League and uh, go out there and perform like the way we know he can. And uh, speaking about that, that rushing attack, man, Malcolm Brown with the fingers, uh, he's going to play, man, like he practiced and everything. He got the splint on there. But Cam Akers, they don't know about him, man. He's, you know, he had a rib injury this last game, so maybe he can put a flap jacket on and play, man, but I know for a fact, by them rib shots, oh, bro, it ain't even about the hitting, man. It's hell, it's trying to run with a rib injury, man. That's tough. So talking about that rushing attack that we have, and we see guard Joe Notebloom. Uh, he's been put on IR with that hurt calf, so he won't be playing. But hopefully our rushing attack will still be able to be as effective as it is because we're averaging 172 yards rushing a game, which is third best in the NFL. And when you look at what Buffalo is giving up, uh, uh, as far as that defense, man, you know, they're giving up 75 rushing yards a game. So uh, that so far they're – Rushing attack is pretty good as far as defense, but our offensive rushing attack is pretty good as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do that, man. But uh, missing note bloom, man, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge, man, because that offensive line of ours has really, really been playing well, man. So hopefully uh, we can substitute somebody in for note bloom and that offensive line can keep that cohesiveness and the same chemistry that they have and that same domination that they've been doing so far. Well, it'll definitely be a battle of will, wills this coming Sunday uh, between uh, our offensive line and their defensive line. So, um, you know, like we like we said, we've, we've emphasized and put a priority on our running attack this season. And, uh, it, you know, it's based off what we do. Uh, they are great defensive front, uh, and they like stifling the run. Anytime you can hold uh, an NFL team under 100 yards rushing and, and do it in consecutive weeks, as, as they have done, Hey, man, it's a tough battle, but it, it isn't impossible. So it's a challenge, a huge challenge to everyone up front, uh, even even Jared Goss himself. I mean, we got to make sure that, you know, we see the right uh, if we're running towards the bubble. We got to be able to call that out and make sure that uh, guys are, are all on the same page and uh, we just hit the ground running. Uh, no tackle for loss and just just be able to get the running backs going, get them past the line of scrimmage, at least uh, initially. Uh, so these guys can really uh, show you what they can do. 
Yeah, man, and, and salute to their running back group and the rest of the offense, man, because we've been doing a very good job of taking care of the ball so far. So far, the Rams, you know, the running back group that hadn't had any fumbles, man. Jared Goff has only thrown one pick so far this season, so we know when he's uh, making good decisions with the football and he's not turning the ball over. That's almost every NFL team, though, man. You just can't be turning the rock over. Uh, now, Buffalo has fumbled the ball a couple of times, so that's hopefully we can call some turn, some turnovers on Sunday as well and give our offense more chances on the field to make something happen. But uh, I think Buffalo said something about they, they wish uh, Aaron Donald would miss the bus or something. No, that ain't happening, though. And we can't really talk about Aaron Donald enough, man. Uh, but somebody do I do want to give credit to because I think he is probably – one of the most complete defenders on that defense is uh, Leonard Floyd, man. We don't hear his name a lot, but dude can do a lot of different things, and he's a hellraiser as well, man. So, you know, we, we got to get some shouts out to Leonard Floyd. We have more names on defense than they have, even though that defensive numbers kind of look better than ours. But as I said, man, they played some trash teams so far in these first two weeks, man. But our defense, man, Michael Kaiser, how good of a bounce back was it for him in week two, Isaac, because we talked about it in that first game. He missed a lot of tackles, even though he had a lot of tackles. But to come back and ball out like dude, balled out Sunday, man, that's what we need, man. NFC Defensive Player of the Week, man, I mean, just swallowing cats, dog. We need him to continue to do that because we need that linebacker group to be dominant because we know that defensive front is dominant. Well, that's a testament to him being a professional. I mean, because once again, you got to remember, there were no preseason games. There was really truly no live action for the starters on this team. So, And when, when you get into your first two games, I mean, things are moving so fast, even for the veterans, that you have to be able to, to, to elevate your level of play. And at the same time, you got to slow it down so you can see everything. And, um, you know, for ha- to him to bounce back and be the uh, defensive player of the week, it, it bodes well. It's very special. And the guy's coachable. So he's got to build on that. And not only that, get the other players going around him. We talk about Floyd, man. Floyd is a one of those uh, uh, one of those pass rushers, and I'm sure when offensive coordinators look at Floyd on film, they say, you know what, we may be able to run at this guy. But you know, I'm sure he knows that, and that's that's normally the first priority of what an offense is going to try do try and do against our defense, try to run at a guy that looks like Floyd. But he's proven that he can hold up in the running game, which is special. It keeps a guy like him on the field, being able to do. Uh, what he's a specialist at, which is pass rushing. You're talking about if if, if Allen has the nerve, the, the, the confidence to throw over at Jalen Ramsey, I think he he won't be you know he won't be uh, allowed not to if Diggs has anything to do with it. I mean, I think these guys know what type of matchup this is. This is the type of matchup that will propel you to be a pro bowler. It'll push you to be an all pro, being on one of those all pro teams. And, uh, you know, those voters, they go back and look at those games. They look at those matchups and see how guys perform against other other elite players on the, on a defense from a defensive standpoint. So um, I, I think Diggs, Stefan, is going to actually talk Allen into throwing the ball his way. So it'll be a great matchup. And, and who knows? Maybe Ramsey comes out of this game with two interceptions this weekend. And I think Coach McVay does a great job as uh, as far as saving his veterans. I mean, Whitworth being one of those guys, he's 35. He probably has every Wednesday off. That does something to your mindset, Doc. I mean, when you can go out on Sunday, you can battle these uh, hybrid defensive ends, these hybrid linebackers who can rush the rush the quarterback and uh, can also bull rush you and get in your chest. And plus, you have to block in the running game. And just to know you can go out on Sunday, give all you have to give, 
and then knowing that Wednesday, you, you, you have Wednesday off so you can recover. So it takes it's all about the recovery for these players who've played this long and being able to be around, being available that following Sunday. So hopefully from a nutrition standpoint, he's he's taking care of himself. And I know Coach McVay is doing uh, all he can do to make sure his starters, Whitworth being one of them, uh, one of the most important positions on that team, being that left tackle, can be there on Sunday. And it's always important to be there on Sundays because that's how you get paid. You don't get paid by what you do during the weekend practice. You get paid by how you perform on Sundays because that's when showtime. As far as this showtime, that's going to do it for another edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. He is Isaac Bruce. Until next week, God willing, we out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.